torture. Cock and ball rape. Well, shit. This installment of Murder Was the Case That they gave me <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, dude we're still trying to figure it out. We're, we're, we're still gonna figure it out. Uh, that was I think that was better than last time. I think it was. We, yeah. we, we Which went, last time? Uh every time. The last four times. <laughs> yeah, the last Five four times. times. You guys didn't hear that. We kept uh, having some testicle difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> the same difficulties I have just about every day. Oh yeah. Difficulties with your testicles. Yep. On this episode, we're going to talk about Pazuzu. We're going to talk about whatever the fuck we we're going to talk, talk about, about a lot of shit. We're going to start off talking about Pazuzu Algarod. Is that how you say it? Yes, Algarod. I believe. I believe so. His real. What's his real fucking name? It is. He had a he had a very pedestrian. It was like a Jason something. Hold on. Yeah. I it reminds remember. me of like when I started playing in horror punk bands and we got real serious and changed our names. I think my first change of name was Chad Bloodlust. Was it really? Yeah. It was oh, like I'd never heard that ashes. one. Dude. Yeah. And then we had Ed Brutal and Johnny B. Demented. Well, your first name change was when you were in the Chad Lightweight. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Chad, Chad Lightweight, the yeah. Chad Darkweight, which was a play on not because oh, I played in Christian bands. And then someone referred to me to oh, call you Chad Darkweight because yeah. we played in this horror punk band. But anyway, what is this fucker's real name, girl? It is John Alexander Lawson. Uh, he rechristened himself after the uh, the demon from the Exorcist, Exorcist right? Yeah, Pazuzu Algarad, which is so. totally metal, dude. I've always thought to myself that I mean, of all the demon names that you could pick, Pazuzu is probably like the silliest sound. It is. One. Sounds like a Pokemon character. Yeah, it does, Pretty dude. Cute. It's yeah. yeah, it's kind of so adorable. Kinda Pazuzu. Yeah. It reminds me of Zazu. From the Lion King? Or Zazu. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It definitely yeah. doesn't uh, make you think of a, sat- a Satanist that buries bodies behind his house. <laughs> no, it doesn't make me think of that at all. But that's what Pazuzu did. He was a fucking weird cat, man. He's not unlike a lot of fucking people that we've run across over the years, playing yeah. in bands, playing in punk oh, bands. Oh, we've known but, some yeah. Pazuzus. Bro. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. But have we known any that have taken it as far as this guy did? No, I've not I've that had, we know of. <laughs> yeah, bro, true. I've had, that's true. I've, I've had some really crazy experiences that almost it became like the norm where you really don't even think twice about it. From like friends pulling guns out and shooting several rounds on the back of their tailgate. Okay. To I was at a party one time at this uh, this dude. He was like a skinhead and he was like in Alabama. He's like a traditional skin, which is like a anti-racist skinhead if that yeah. makes sense some of you guys might know no, I, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking um, about and we were all hanging out everything was cool and all of a sudden this guy's demeanor changed and it got really fucking weird he started he changed like we were playing like it went from like playing early dropkick murphys and the bruisers to playing slayer and like he just became like we got to get the fuck out of here so as we're starting to fucking finally leave with no warning, he just walks out and starts firing uh, rounds into a fucking uh, a tree, ten feet from the car we're getting into. Yeah, like dude. time to go. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a. I mean, that's probably a dude that has a little bit of that Pazuzu Algarad oh, yeah. energy going. He could on. have been a Pazuzu. So let's hear. Do you got uh, any brief bio on the Pazuzu? Um. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean the 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 basis of Pazuzu is that he was just a, a mentally ill dude. person. Uh, he was diagnosed schizophrenic and agoraphobic, which explains, I guess, the the house kind of thing. Sounds like a metal man. Um, <laughs> no, he was. Uh, I mean, hold on a second. 
He was, you know, like you said, self-proclaimed Satanist. He uh, made animal sacrifices. Yes, he participated in animal sacrifice, orgies, all kinds of shit. Covered his face in super, tattoos. Like, yeah, super tattoos. extensive. He filed his uh, teeth down to points. He didn't believe in... Ba- he bathed once a year. Um, <laughs> he didn't brush his teeth because he believed that if he bathed, it disrupted, like, the natural protection, I guess, that he got from, like, the bacteria and stuff from... The, you know, not bathing and the craziest thing. I'm looking at a picture of this dude. This guy looks like a complete maniac. You seen him, haven't you, Derek? Oh yeah, the, I've watched a couple documentaries. The craziest on him. thing about this guy is he still managed to snag two fiancés, bro. Who I know that was him to he's kill. He's not a bad looking guy. What? Like if you take away like the tattoos and all the stuff, like he's like. Damn, he's, I'm starting to rethink when you oh tell me I'm good looking. <laughs> shit, you think he's not bad? I mean, I'm sure he. Well, number one, he was a fucking psychopath, so I'm sure he was like super manipulative. And super, you know, charismatic in his own ways. But what really... He was compared to Charles Manson. Yeah, but what really gets me is how many chicks out there are down for fucking a dude that only takes a shower once a year? Uh, Obviously, too. Well, I know quite a few females who will fuck dudes that don't shower or bathe. or It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I I just don't... I guess that's that's existing outside uh, outside of what I consider to be, like, normal, acceptable, like hygiene standards but you know when you're already like us and you already are not that attractive of a dude you got to take extra measures oh bro. my god you gotta you gotta make sure you smell good gotta make sure your fingernails ain't got dirt under them yeah, gotta definitely gotta, yeah. ain't got no bugs hanging yeah you can't like we if we don't take a shower we just fuck you know yeah exactly but certain guys can do that you know and just keep it real so i guess if you just a straight up fucking psychopath that doesn't leave the house and does animal sacrifices and all that shit you can go without showering yeah. and still get you know still pull some tail I think a lot of it was drugs because one of the central focuses was that it was a drug house i mean for the state that the house itself was in is it makes it completely obvious i mean people were just in there fucking bonked out of their minds and just doing whatever the fuck they wanted to do so but he like owned that house didn't he his mom his mom owned owned it yeah and he uh he abused his mom uh she actually called the cops on him for something he actually was uh he was tried and he was in jail for uh he had a previous uh, it was murder it wasn't right it wasn't murder he was an accessory to murder and he got out in a couple of years. So, but he bragged about actually killing the person. Yeah, he bragged about killing a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I mean, and he there was what four bodies found in the backyard. Uh, I don't think there that? was. Uh, I don't think it was. I want to say it was only was two, two yeah. bodies in the backyard. It was the two guys murder. that went missing, and yeah. then they found. I don't know. I'm gonna say, dude, his house. Uh, the, the house, dude, we've been to many, we've stayed at many punk houses that look like that. Oh house, yeah. Now it wasn't yeah. that far removed. I mean, you know, I heard the explanations on the, on the, uh, on the documentaries that I watched from uh-huh. like people who said that they'd been in there and they were like, there was shit in the corner and like, there was like dog feces and human piss everywhere. And I'm like, eh, yeah, no, I've definitely seen that like multiple times, you know, yeah. having people start partying, they start drinking, then they get blackout drunk and just pee. Yeah, in random spots. And ain't nobody cleaning houses. that shit up. No, yeah. nobody's cleaning it. Unfortunately, I lived briefly in a house like that, and it's, it. I mean, it was drugs. It was just nobody gave an absolute fuck. You went there, you partied, everybody did whatever they wanted to do. There were animals running around. I mean, they were pissing and shitting everywhere. Nobody gave two fucks about cleaning up somebody else's animals' shit, you yeah. know? Yeah, this is our apartment last month. <laughs> I still very distinctly remember the smell of those houses. They all smelled the same. Yes, they do. Yes. Yeah. As I was reading this, because I was watching a raw, um, like, uncut walkthrough of the Pazuzu house before we started this, 
and it looks like a disaster zone. Like it's it straight up looks like a condemnable. It, it looks like a when I say disaster, I mean a like if there was a almost. natural disaster that had come through, like fire, flood you know, tornado, whatever, and you see the aftermath of the homes on the news and stuff. Yeah. That's what this home looked like just in general. I mean, they were shoveling like hoarder style, shoveling anything and everything out. They eventually, you know, had to, the house was condemned and it was ripped down. So where, so Pazuzu comes from, uh, exorcist Algorod. I'm going to assume he got like a satanic Bible and just picked one of the names like many metal bands have done over the years. Algorod sounds like it's from like a, Satanic Bible or something. I don't know. Dargala. Dargala. Algorod. Daragla. I was thinking it was like some fucking silly shit like Dracula spelled backwards with a G or something like that. But it, eh. he, he was really in it for the shock value too because he, he'd wear, uh, I think the time all this was going down was uh, not too far uh, removed from 9-11. So he was wearing turbans and he would even tell people that uh, – uh, his father was a high priest and that he was from Iraq and all kind of crazy shit. He was just trying to get a reaction out of him. Honestly, he just sounds like any old fucking douchebag out there. And things things just kind of went a little bit too fucking far. It, mental, and, it's know. all mental illness and drugs, yeah. pretty much. And it's, you know, he had that Manson-esque vibe and he had, you know, he had a howl. I mean, how many times have you been hanging out with somebody and like you you go over to any random person's house just because they had a house you could party at yeah i mean back in the day that was and i'm assuming all this stuff took place when they were in their like early 20s and early 2000s yeah Yeah. no i'm talking about like them as as humans they were in their early 20s yeah yeah Yeah. so i mean yeah it's just it was a it was a byproduct of whatever probably whatever like metal or punk scene was in the area he became a personality because he was so fucking extreme and you know what did it for him is listening to that Marilyn Manson. That's what did it. It was probably that damn ACDC, man. Just like ACDC. those, just like those, uh, those old Columbine boys. I, that was crazy. I mean, the Columbine thing was true. Like it was attributed to, it wasn't Manson's fault, obviously, but you know, they were listening to, uh, I think Antichrist superstar before they went in and shot up the school and, and dude's car. So, yeah, but that was like, what else were you listening to in 1996? You know? I mean, if you were a school shooter, obviously, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea, but the whole, it's what, the satanic panic, pretty much? Yeah, pretty much. It was like, you know, I mean, it was the, it was a later, it was a later iteration of the satanic panic. It's just fucking, uh, you know, conservatism that, that runs rampant when somebody like Manson comes into the equation and starts shaking things up on like a social level or, you know, uh, an artistic level. Speaking of Columbine, uh, Chad and I have actually been to Columbine. Yeah, we, we were in Colorado. We were in Loveland, Colorado, and we had a day with nothing to do. So we visited Columbine High School. Um, we walked the grounds. We the went memorial. to the, yeah, the Memorial Garden. Um, extremely humbling. It was it was very uh, definitely somber mood. The weather was, it was kind of rainy and stuff too, so that didn't kind of add to it. I mean, it's an absolutely gorgeous memorial, and yeah. it's just, it's just crazy. Like It's, it's got to be crazy for the, the kids that are going there now, knowing the history, you know, because I would always, if I was going to that school and that happened there, every time like a, a loud noise popped off or the bell rang when it wasn't supposed to, it'd probably be startling, you know? I mean, I you know, <clears throat> but I mean, you're you are talking about a high school and... It, since we lived through that and we saw the fucking like the repercussions uh, in the country yeah. of what happened because of that, it has so much more significance to us than the kids who are in there now. 
who weren't even born. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but it ain't like they don't know about it. There's a memorial. Right yeah, no, but it. like, you know, it's just like a, it's like any other memorial when you're a high schooler. It's not, you know, it's not going to be that significant to them because they don't, they don't understand what it was like when they had, that was like the first one that, that, yeah, that, that was, that was the was first, the first one I remember. Yeah. U.S. high school Growing smash up, shooting. Yeah. Um, I think the, I think the generations prior to the current students are more affected by it because the community is still very close knit about it. Um, they're very vocal about, you know, there are people trying to sell Columbine, uh, yearbooks, Columbine, uh, uh yeah, that shit goes like for the, big money. Yeah. Like the high school, like the Letterman jackets mm-hmm. and the t-shirts, like the school, you know, mascot stuff, the people are constantly trying to sell that stuff. And I know that they don't take to it too kindly. Well, so. I can't imagine yeah, that they would. Sure. Yeah. No, that's a, I mean, that's a fucked up thing to happen in your, in your community. And, uh, you know, uh, there's been so many school shootings since then that it just seems to everybody seems to be almost desensitized to it now. That really is. Dude. You just yeah. hear about it so often. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's kind of sad. We were in Washington when a major one happened about two hours from where we were in Washington at that time. I, we were on tour with the remember. independents and we were staying at their friend's house in Washington in the mountains. I remember hearing about it, but I don't remember the details on it. I don't remember the details either. I remember seeing it on the news. I remember everybody was just kind of gathered around, kind of watching it unfold. And it was, it was definitely scary. I mean, Columbine was essentially the prototype for what all the rest of these cause it has been such a, a, a pivotal, like turning point in the area was such a pivotal turning point in the country. And we still like recognize it and talk about it to this day. They made fucking movie. That was like a, basically the exact, thing that happened in the you know in in real life uh i don't know if you guys saw that movie elephant um but it was yeah no it's basically like a, a a visual reproduction of the columbine shooting and i mean it was a fucking powerful movie for sure yeah disturbing really disturbing uh, and to go back to pazuzu what what ended up what was the outcome i know he committed suicide but did he ever get tried or did he no he was uh he was arrested for the crime because they had uh they had a warrant a search warrant they found the two bodies in the backyard it was two bodies for some reason i thought later on they had found more um but it was five years after the fact so they were skeletal remains uh they dug up the remains he was arrested and he was in prison awaiting trial when he uh, severed a main artery in his arm and bled out and committed suicide in a North Carolina prison. And he, he, had, a, he had a little history of, uh, of assault and uh, stuff uh, I see on some females and stuff like that. So there was a lot leading up to this. It definitely some shit fell through the cracks or this guy should have been arrested. Oh, yeah, he straight up tried to strangle his mom. Yeah. I mean, she, she called the cops on him, and he was in, in some legal trouble for I've, that. I've too. got a timeline if you guys want to hear some of the, the timeline of the stuff. Sure. Um, May 28, 2010, Pazuzu was accused of putting his mother, Cynthia Lawson, in a chokehold at the home they shared. Um, alleged that Algarad regularly performed satanic rituals and animal sacrifices. August 23 of 2011, Pazuzu pleaded guilty to misdemeanor assault on a female, was placed on probation for 12 months. Then in 2011, September of the same year, damn, like a month later, um, his girlfriend, Amber was accused of slapping and attempting to choke his mom, um, was later convicted, sentenced 12 months of probation, two months after the conviction, she was charged. Uh, so, I mean, there was a lot, long history, and then going to 2010, 2014, damn. Yeah, I mean, he was just not, uh, he was not right from the get-go. He probably never got the, the help that he needed, like, mentally. But, I mean, 
He definitely didn't. That was yeah. one of the things and his he, mom was super outspoken on. And I mean, they had him incarcerated and he could have been imprisoned for life and he could have gotten some kind of help, but they let him out knowing full well that he had mental issues, like severe mental health issues. Yeah. They still let him out, uh, you know, on nearing nothing more than probation. Yeah. That happens all the time. It right? does. Yeah. And a lot of people end up fucking suffering because of it. Well, that's why we need uh, a law reform or a prison reform and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it should be focused on rehabilitation instead of, you know, just, just punishment or trying to get money or fines or whatever. There should absolutely be mental health advocates. And I mean, the, the shit could have absolutely been prevented. How many stories have we heard where someone was released and if they would have just gotten some kind of help or been institutionalized, it was their, their future crimes were completely preventable yeah. and it's all in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's a couple crazy, I mean, I wish I could think of it. Maybe Chelsea, you know, there was one serial killer that had committed a couple murders and then only did like 10 or 12 years was released and then went right back to it, dude, and did. Well, Arthur was Shaw Cross was one. Yeah. Was Arthur Shaw? Yeah. Was it Arthur Shaw? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he a, killed like two little kids, and then they let in him out. Watertown. After, yeah. When we went to and Watertown, they fucking let him out after that. That's fucking nuts, bro. When the the bridge we went to, and when we were in Watertown, mm. that was one of the locations where one of the young girls were found. Yeah. Um, he murdered a couple kids in Watertown, and then relocated to Rochester, or back to Rochester, and that's when he killed all of the uh, the hookers. It's crazy when you can get busted with a dime bag and do more time than you can for murdering a couple of folks. 100%. I mean, it's, I don't know. Rochester was weird. It's because uh, Chad and I recently went uh, last October for our anniversary trip. And one of the reasons, I mean, we do the serial killer sites. Obviously, Shawcross is from Rochester, New York. I was born there, and I haven't been there since I was like six months old. So just out of sheer curiosity, killing two birds with one stone, we went and we were trying to do some of the, like the Shawcross sites and stuff. But the more research that I did on Arthur Shawcross and listened to, you know, podcasts yeah. and interviews, I mean, we had watched multiple interviews. Um, we knew about it, but it was just like the more and more I thought about it and then being at the bridge where this little girl's body was found and stuff like it, it's just it was overwhelmingly disgusting yeah yeah we didn't really want to have anything to do with that motherfucker yeah we didn't we didn't collect any kind of dirt or anything like that we were actually at uh we were about maybe less than 100 yards away from one of the a couple of the sites like on the genesee river that shit was sketchy uh we went down in the middle of the night after it had gotten dark and it was fucking meth it was messy there were people smoking some cracks literally people in the van next to us smoking crack and then another car pulls up and they start getting a verbal altercation some tweakers and and shit we're like okay let's get the fuck out of here well i've heard that rochester is a sketchy place kind of in uh, in and of itself it's just kind of uh, yeah run down like old factory town that's yeah. just kind of dead you know? yeah like all the factories have gone all the houses are old and falling apart so many businesses closed it's yeah. just gray i mean it's just like a very gray foreboding place it's yeah. a depressing place yeah to it is it's very depressing i think the only other i think the only other place we've been that was worse than rochester was gary indiana oh i've oh, heard yeah. i've heard multiple is. things about gary indiana yeah, I remember when we went to Gary, Indiana. We went to a, I can't remember the serial killer, went to a serial killer site, and I got like a piece of like a, what was it, like a piece of glass, glass from the window from pane. one of the window panes that was already kind of falling off. And I went to post it because I'm a part of like all these like uh, Facebook private groups for uh, collectors of true crime memorabilia, 
and that kind of stuff. So I was kind of sharing the experience, but at the time is when Facebook updated where you could share to multiple groups and I hit the hit like a share to all. And I accidentally sent it to like the Bowling Green yard sale page. <laughs> and like shit like that. He like, had yeah. a very oh, angry bro. Karen all over his ass oh, for I hours. Cause I, I was like, I was even messing. I was like, why are you getting upset? You're on a page about true crime collectors. Right. We were in an oddity shop looking around. Yeah. And all of a sudden his phone just started. started. And this was before the time when it was normal for his phone to constantly go off. I mean, it was going off. And so we thought it was some kind of emergency. We didn't know what the fuck was going on because we were... Uh, Riot Fest. Yeah, we went up to Chicago for Riot Fest. It was This was 2016. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we looked and he had... I, I had mean, shared it to like, like a, a 20 angry messages and people I'm reporting you and you should, you should feel so ashamed. Yeah, dude. You deserve to die and go to hell. And I mean all the, and then there was just one Karen who was like, Oh my God, like some of the shit she said. And it was like, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but you're a horrible fucking human being. I don't understand where anybody's coming from with that. I mean, it, you know, it's obvious that people are going to have interests outside of your own fucking scope of, of, like experience on the world, just let fucking people have their interests. But if they're not hurting anybody, it's understandable why people get upset about it though. I do understand that. I understand. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can totally the, understand it, but they're the same fucking people who will go out of their way to ruin somebody else's fucking day. You know what I mean? I, I'm like, not saying they're not. It's a majority of the population, it, but I'm saying there are people who, you know, view themselves as more righteous than thou. And, you know, how dare you dabble into anything darker than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? And well, those people are not. I've the yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's we, some. We There's left some. off last episode about some some going into some controversy, Derek. So go ahead, bring it to the table. Well, that was. I mean, that was just me making. Uh, you know, we were talking about the. Um, we were talking about the military and the mob and how when you're a killer if you take pleasure and uh, and satisfaction in it and you've killed multiple people, does that qualify or constitute uh, like categorization as a serial killer? No, uh, I, yeah, no I mean, mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess if you take satisfaction, the, de the definition, yeah. no, 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 not even satisfaction. The definition of a serial killer is somebody who has killed, um, killed an individual or multiple people on more than three occasions. Yeah. So that doesn't say, it doesn't specify, did they take enjoyment in it? It doesn't specify, was it for duty? It doesn't specify, I mean, in my opinion, like the, the Webster's Dictionary doesn't put any kind of, you know. Yeah, I mean. Serial, serial killer, a person who commits a series of murders often with no apparent motive and typically following a characteristic, predictable behavior pattern. So I say that's where it's different. There's no motive. You're killing for the sake of killing. Yeah, no, that's true. Okay, it, well, then that does negate, essentially, like, that argument. I mean, argument. For sure. Well, now, does, does it negate the people who believed that they were killing in the name of Jesus Christ? Does it negate the people who were killing in the belief that they had to kill to save humanity? Does it negate those arguments? Because, I would say yes, according to that particular definition. Well, I mean, that does establish a motive, but motive is a really broad term. I mean, if your motive is to kill so that you can come, that's a motive. Right. So, I mean, does that definition negate you as a serial killer? I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I mean, that's the that's a touchy subject, man. I mean, I think that a lot of uh, Nazi war criminals were considered serial killers. 
Yeah, yeah a lot of the, a lot of those guys were taking satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Out of it but they were sure. killing in, under the guise of duty yeah. to their country. So that's it brings it. They I sure think, did forward. find the worst of the worst. <laughs> I mean, it was a whole country. You know, I mean, essentially, there was yeah, everybody was on board. That's so crazy to think about that. That many people were were okay with that because when you go back and watch, you can't go back and watch those kind of videos without feeling some kind of emotion. Yeah, no, I mean it is it's it's disgusting and disturbing. But is it so far outside the box that we couldn't be capable of doing that here in the United States in 2021? I mean, I think it's probably already happening. So I watched The Handmaid's Tale uh, religiously. It's a show on Hulu. I've heard about it. I've never seen it, though. It's extremely disturbing, and it hits home. I rewatched the first three seasons in like a week uh, because the fourth season just came out last week. Um and it's terrifying. And basically what happens is that uh, the United States is overthrown by a group of uh, radicals uh, with totalitarian beliefs. Radical. It becomes a totalitarian society based off of pretty much the Bible of, of Christianity. Um, and they completely go back to core biblical beliefs and women are not allowed to read and write. Um, women are pretty much exist for the sole purpose of serving their husbands and having children. And the entire reason for this is because of all, all of the things that, uh, we did as a free society rendered people sterile. So we weren't having children. We're facing the, you know, the end of humanity because babies weren't being born. So they ended up, um, you know, pretty much back to olden days. They still had like, uh, electricity and stuff like that, but it was, um, you know, nothing with hormones, nothing with, you know, birth control or any contraceptives were illegal. Uh, the punishments or death or, you know, dismemberment or having an eye gouged out. It, it just depended on what you did. Um, but it all started with like a group of radicals bombing the Capitol, overthrowing the White House. Um, basically, uh, an underground movement called the Sons of Jacob took over the United States. And became the Republic of Gilead. So a lot of it focuses on like Canada and other countries under diplomatic guises, I guess, because trade and stuff with the U.S. was so important to their economy. So they're trying to to figure out how to work with Gilead. And so they're they're questioning, you know, all the greater goods um, like is is. Basically, this this country who is raping and torturing females and children and murdering, um, you know, are they are they right because it's in their beliefs or, you know, I mean, it's it's terrifying. Yeah, it seems to me that that whatever that any sort of crime that we consider a crime now can automatically become not a crime if society deems it to not be a crime any longer. Um, and I don't think that that's, I think that that's something that we have to watch out for. Obviously, I think that that's basically what the sole existence of like a government and like a social order is about. But I mean, you know, we're, we're always on the dancing on the, the edge of a razor blade with that one. I mean, as far as like with the hand, like <laughs> yeah, it, it, it pretty much was <laughs> living on a razor's edge. <laughs> The premise of the handmaids, though, is they are fertile women who are basically enslaved and um, and their sole purpose is to bear children. So the government has assigned them to the high ranking officials 
and they're called commanders. So each commander household has a handmaid and once a month because they track their cycles. So once a month during the most fertile time, they perform what they refer to as the ritual. They read, (coughs) excuse me, they read a passage from the Bible uh, detailing Rachel and Leah, I believe, um, and Bila, the handmaid, uh, and said basically to uh, her husband, Jacob, if I can't have children, like I need you, you need to give me a child through other means. Here's my fertile handmaid, impregnate her and have a child for me kind of thing. So each month, uh, you know, they read that Bible verse and the wives hold the handmaids down as the commanders rape them in with the sole purpose of impregnate impregnating them. These handmaids get pregnant, have the babies and they become the household's children. Yeah. And they have no rights as mothers to the children. So it's it's ritual rape and they're doing it for the, the betterment of humanity. I mean, it's a it's a slippery slope. I mean, you know, to. I think all of these things, I think even though, you know, a lot of our like art and media does focus on dystopian ideas, I think it's really something that we that we need to to keep in the back of our mind that any of these potential outcomes are not necessarily unbelievable, like 100 percent unbelievable. I think they make it it's terrifying because they use events that have already happened in U.S. history and kind of take it to the next level of, you know, what would have happened if they would have won this battle kind of thing. So it event essentially uh, the U S is going through a second civil war between the U what's remaining of the U S and Gilead. And it's just like watching um, like when the, the Capitol is attacked, when the white house is bombed, stuff like that. Those are things we've just recently seen on the news, the Capitol being rioted and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, I don't know if it's a hundred percent believable, um, but it makes it, it's so close that it scares you. Well, I mean, there have been numerous instances throughout history of countries and, uh, other civilizations that have in, you know, partaken in some pretty sketchy fucking beliefs and pretty sketchy rituals still happening going back to Nazis and exactly going back to Nazi. Yeah. Still happening to this day. You know, I will say, man, we live in a fucked up country, but damn, am I glad to be here? Not some other places. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. I'll give up my menthol menthol cigarettes. cigarettes. (laughs) Yeah. We still got menthol cigarettes, but you know, I mean the, it seems like almost in every circumstance, the further you let a religion dictate your, your social policies, the worse off the country becomes. Yeah, but it seems like the country like uh, has got away from that a lot in the last 10 years from there, where it was 10 years ago. But there's still a stripe in this country that is that is deeply entrenched in trying to make it not that way. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we, yeah, I don't we know. will. It's all fucking scary. I mean, Colombia is there. It's it's there's a huge thing on Colombia right now because of like a bunch South of, Carolina. No, 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 Colombia, the country. Oh, the country. Oh, okay. um, because a bunch of people were killed. There's a pandemic related protests going on right now, and it's not unlike you know the pandemic protests that have been here and the you know all the Black Lives Matter protests and stuff like that, and um, you know a lot of people talk about martial law. I mean, that's was the first step into Gilead in this fictional story. Um, But I mean, this is stuff that's happening here. So what had basically happened was, you know, the U S declared martial law and it never went away. It just got worse. So, I mean, there's a lot of motherfuckers out there that are like pining for the moment that somebody declares martial law. 
I think we're too lazy, man. I think America's too lazy at this point. To- I mean, dude, I don't fucking want to fight for, I mean, I, you know, if honestly, dude, I mean, what besides family and friends, what, what the fuck do I have to fight for? I don't have a, I don't have any like entrenched belief in my fucking sovereignty or anything like that to like fight for it. You know, I mean, yeah, if it, until it comes to my backyard and it's in, infringing on my personal rights and my family safety, then yeah, that, I mean, know. that's the, that's I- it. Yeah. I mean, no offense. It's I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything, but you guys are successful, you know, successful white males. I mean, there's oh not, my god, I know, but it's there's there's a lot more for me as a female to fear if the world goes to shit. Not with me on your side, baby doll. That's what, I'm not going to wait till it gets into my backyard. I want to be aware of what's going on in the social climate and make sure that you know shit's going to be okay for our kids in the future. Well, when everybody starts talking about civil war, I don't even know how that would look. We're not divided into two different, two There's different. There's so like, much you know? division there. I don't think there could be uh, two sides. You know, yeah, it'd exactly. be like 25, 30, 45 sides. Yeah, exactly. I think it so, would boil yeah. down to conservative and non-conservative. I think beliefs. it would boil down to neighborhoods. To cities, people like this is our shit. This is how we run our shit. Yeah, yeah. You I come mean, you might be here, right. Yeah, this is how we run it. You know, it'd be very like Walking Dead esque. There's enough yeah. neighborhoods and cities that are already armed, like the military. The only thing they lack is some tanks and shit. Yeah, so. but shit. I mean, like, I don't even. It's crazy to even think of what that could look like. How that could. How that could even begin you know what i mean i'd like, love to see a movie about it though yeah i mean i definitely don't want to see it happen in in real time that's for sure no um also if you guys want to go check out vice has a really cool uh thing on pazuzu you that was the thing that. that i watched yeah yeah on youtube and uh, arthur shawcross there's a ton of shit out there for him you yeah there check was out. something that was released within the last year on netflix about pazuzu as well that was extremely interesting uh i don't recall i think it's a uh, Something about neighbors, devil, devil next door, devil next like door. That. I think I think that's it. Um, that was all about Pazuzu. That was very interesting. And I also watched a really like hour, like a really deep dive that this um, is a YouTube podcaster. Mm-hmm. It was him, and I can't, I can't for the life of me remember what his channel is called. But they did a really comprehensive deep dive on them, and it was, I mean, it was really good. It was really enlightening and funny and entertaining. So if you uh, search it out on YouTube, it's a dude that's got like a spooky skull sitting in the corner and it's, and he's just kind of talking into the mic and he's got another guy in another room with a computer. So that's the one last Hell podcast yeah. did Arthur Shawcross yep. um, crime junkies did Pazuzu. Y'all. It's uh, I mean, there's tons of, of research outlets out there. And now murder was a case. Murder was definitely the case Let's that they it. gave I feel, Pazuzu. I Man, I'm a police officer. This is an arrest. <laughs> That's what they got him. I feel like if your interest is peaked enough just by hearing the us broadly touching on subjects, then you know you don't have to sit through and listen to a bunch of bullshit that you don't want to listen to. And if you want to hear more, then you can go find more. Yeah, Speaking sure. of broadly touching on things, uh, let's go ahead and end this thing so me and Chelsea get upstairs. Baby. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Bludgeoning. Latex and rubber. Thanks for tuning in for Murder Was the Case That That They Gave Me. (laughs) See y'all next week, baby. Bye.